Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com, and it's time for your post-impact wrestling show. I am here, as always, every week, every Thursday at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, joined by my wonderful rider, die my pal in crime. I got Cresta. Cresta, how are you doing? I'm all wet. That's a Pokemon reference. <laughs> this is Vaporeon. He's a water type. I'm okay. I'm not going to hold you. That finish to that ending match, I'm upset We are in the darkest timeline. I am not happy, but here I am. I'm here with you, so it's all better. How are you today, Joel? I'm doing better than your potato internet, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's clearing up very slowly. <laughs> Hold on, let me close my steam. <laughs> Everything's good here on this end. It's August 18th, Impact Wrestling just went through their emergence show this past Friday. Cresta, did you get a chance to watch emergence? Okay. I should be good now. I did not. I was not home, unfortunately. And sometimes I suffer from wrestling burnout. So I was like, I'll just catch an update. But why don't you fill me in? I would love to know. I know most of what happened, but I want to hear it from you. I don't need to fill anybody in because if you go onto this channel after we're done talking about Impact Tonight, you can find the emergence post show. Denise Salcedo, Steven Jensen, they ran it down. And they also went on a very long diversion about Wicked Feet and Denise Salcedo's toes and <laughs> people select. And Denise Jeremy has been Lambert having a week. <laughs> Everyone showed her. That sounds like quality content. It was, God, I was in the chat for that. I did not hop on. That was Anyway, if you want the emergence review, you can go and watch that. I thought the show was good. It was solid uh, on a Friday. It was just a, a good, easy watch. Everything that happened kind of went as I expected it to. Mm -hmm. I know we talked about it last week on the show about Vex becoming the new tag champions. Yes. It happened. Uh, the Taya Valkyrie title watch is on now. She mm -hmm. still has three out of the four championships that she holds. She lost the Knockouts Tag Team Championships, but she still holds the XPW Women's Championship the MLW Featherweight Championship and the AAA Reina Arenas Championship. So she's still, she's still strapped up and she just don't have as many as she had before Cresta. The rest of the show though, it was a good show. It's good. It's good. It's worth watching if you got an evening and you just want to watch some good professional wrestling. Okay. I will definitely catch it out. And I'm also going to look at that VOD because that sounds like clownery and I love it. <laughs> we can talk about Feetful Select. I mean, Fightful Select another time and we will tonight because there is plenty of stuff being broken on Fightful Select. Holy crap. We'll get into all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. A very good episode of Impact tonight. I have a bit of a mixed feeling about some of the stuff that went on. We're going to be graced with more honor, no more Cresta. And I know that you and I absolutely love every second of that. But first, let's get into the real meat of it. And that is, if you want to get your question or statement right on the air here, you can donate a Super Chat. That's that little dollar sign at the bottom of the chat window here, youtube.com slash Fightful. Any amount gets your question or statement right on the air. We also get you for Humper Chats. Cresta, tell them what the Humper Chats are and what they do. Humper Chats are hum humper chats are Super Chats, just more Humper Chatty. You love to see what I did there. So you head over to HumperChats.com. You put in your donation of any amount, if I'm not mistaken, and we'll read those live on air as well. We just get to keep us a little bit more, and it makes us happy. It funds us, and it also keeps Sean Ross Sapp happy. You want us every Thursday? We want to be here every Thursday. So get your Super Chats in. We can't wait to hear from you. Shout out to Chattington in the chat who's given my beard a 10 out of 10. My beard is more gray than it ever has been in my life. I am way too young to be having this gray beard. And I've thought about 
thought about getting the just for men gimmick, but I don't know. I'm 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 married. I have a kid. I'm happy. I I, I got nothing to worry about, right? Unless I want to do more on screen stuff. Can I be a fellow it's signs teenager? of wisdom? How do you do? <laughs> it's a sign of wisdom, and the world is stressful. Oh, good point. Well, let's get into a stressful BTI. <laughs> did you watch it? I did. <laughs> Rosemary and Giselle Shaw have a match that is actually really good. It was really good. It fell apart a little bit at the end, mm-hmm. but Giselle Shaw pulls out the win over Rosemary, something I did not expect, but it looks like they're starting to pull the trigger on Giselle Shaw. A good match for Rosemary and Shaw. What do you think? I actually enjoyed it. I was surprised that Giselle Shaw won. <clears throat> yeah, Sorry. absolutely. No, it was I good. thought it was Rosemary good. was totally going to like, well, Rosemary did beat her up. She bit her in the face. <laughs> but with that big um, knee at the end, Giselle Shaw is just getting stiffer and stiffer. And I'm kind of here for it. Masha Slamovich really left her mark on her. So come on, Giselle Shaw. Maybe we get a proper push. I think it might be time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? It was. It looks like they're resetting Giselle Shaw and Rosemary in different ways, right? Because Rosemary's having this whole Jessica and Taya thing going on. And then Giselle Shaw, she's becoming a more um, polished in-ring worker. Uh, I see someone in the chat talking about the quintessential trigger as mm-hmm. the finish for Giselle's, uh, the name of Giselle's, Giselle Shaw's finish. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, no Taya Valkyrie flanking Rosemary tonight. I saw that and I made a note of it. I was like, this is a really stiff match, but notably Taya is missing. And why? Because Jessica was out there. Jessica was out there trying her <laughs> trying her best. <laughs> so it's it's really funny to me. Is it a coincidence? Maybe, but I choose to believe in conspiracy theories. So there's a meaning behind this. Maybe just in the continuity, somebody messed up because later on they did show. A, a, a video package with the three of them having uh, talking about uh, Jessica's first match. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and Taya was in that and very much involved in that. So maybe they thought that the BTI match for Rosemary and Giselle would be the following week and uh-huh. that Taya would maybe, they would use the storyline of Taya being out shopping for Jessica's big debut match. Instead, she just wasn't there. They didn't really play it up as a thing. They just kind of said nothing. They just said, Taya's yeah. not here. That's it. And Jessica was, was there. So all in all, good match. Rosemary still... She lost, and it's rare when Rosemary loses in singles competition. Rosemary been losing a lot, and I don't, I don't, I know not everyone could be a winner, but I gotta voice my opinion. That's why I'm here. Right? I don't like it. There you go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. So we'll dig into Impact itself. the The matches were there were there were two multi man matches, which I normally am not a big fan of, but they ended up being so different and so unique mm-hmm. that both they were bookended on the night. Right, the elimination match. And this opening four-way, uh, we'll dig into everything. Let's start first with that opening match. Black Taurus defeats Ray Horace, Laredo Kid, and Trey Miguel in uh, just a weird and fun Lucha-style match with, 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 with Trey Miguel involved as well. I feel like Trey Miguel is literally, you can add him to anything and he's going to Trey Miguel. And it's going to be, it's going to fit in no matter what the style is. Technical, I'm a Trey Miguel and it's going to work. Lucha, I got that. Oh, you want to do hard-headed? I got that too. Stiff, Trey Miguel. Like, I love that about him. I'm about to watch Trey Miguel take on AEW star Ortiz 
on Saturday night at Greektown Wrestling in Toronto. So if you're there and I'm there, you're going to see Trey Miguel and Ortiz. That's a match that like makes no sense on paper, but is probably going to bang because like you said, uh-huh. Trey is highly adaptable and Ortiz is too. And yeah. those two, they, they, they've been around impact at the same time. So uh, I'm excited to watch that. Crazy Steve was on commentary, which is something I didn't expect because he's wearing a tie and he looked better than both men who are normally yeah. at the commentary table. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you wear face paint for one of these shows if you had to? Absolutely. Absolutely. I am a clown. How do I look not wearing face paint? <laughs> a valid point. Uh, Laredo Kid comes out. He's wearing his full AAA cape, which is great. Uh, mm-hmm. And Trey Miguel is bringing back crop tops, by the way. Come on now. If you got the abs, why not? And I got to say that um, this is the first time I saw Ray Horace wrestling. This guy, that whole match, Black Tall Roos is becoming one of my favorite wrestlers because the things he can do for being that, he's giving me the Keith Lee and I'm here for it. You are so agile, you're stiff, and I don't care even if my friends say he looks like Inosuke from that anime. He's he's the best, he's the best. I'm, I'm becoming a stan, I'm becoming Whatever. a stan. Honestly, and I know we talked about this last week about, you know, uh-huh. the people that, that you, some of your friends, uh, you know, mentioning that Black Taurus looks like an anime character. Uh-huh. I love that because any gateway that gets you involved to wrestling yes. is a good gateway to have, right? Yes. So I, listen, if you're going to make the connection, keep it, roll with it. Uh, Black Taurus has always been good. He's just never gotten as much shine. At least I haven't seen him get as much shine mm. since he and Josh Alexander faced off for the uh, the, the X Division Championship. And this was over a year ago at this oh, point. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Black Taurus does get the win. Uh, they do a whole bunch of stuff. Like there's a tilt a crucifix bomb from Black Taurus. Mm-hmm. There's a crucifix bomb later on that Taurus That's then That's what that sells. was. That was gnarly. It was so good. The finish was cool because so they do the, the no sell on the crucifix bomb from Taurus mm-hmm. to Laredo, or from Laredo Kid onto Black Taurus. Then Ray Horus hits a DDT on Black Taurus. Then Miguel hits a crossroads on Horus. And then Laredo Kid does the flipping DDT on Trey Miguel. And then Black Taurus hits the Power Bowl, which is now called the Destination Hellhole. I would have kept the original name. I just would have kept Power Bowl. I like uh, Destination Hellhole. <laughs> Why? It's absurd. Wrestling is absurd. And sometimes with this with this gimmick character and this whole, that's funny. And being part of Decay, come on now. Come on now. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Anyway. Decay, are they on the are the men of decay on the rise? Are we gonna see Black Taurus get a solid push moving forward? What do you think? Um, sometimes when one house falls, another house rises. And I feel like it'd be nice. I, I've never had a bad experience watching Black Taurus wrestle. Like tonight, I thought his head got kicked off by Trey Miguel. I was like, oh my God, that's it. He has no more neck, but he's always fine. He's a such a good wrestler. Why not? Why not have him take the X Division Championship off of Mike Speedball? Will it happen? Probably not. But why not? Why not? It could turn into a good time. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Black Taurus, again, great matches. Always, always delivers. I'd be down to watch it. uh, I'd be down to watch him continue to build on that. And having Crazy Steve as your mouthpiece, not a bad thing. And I think that was part of why they put him on commentary, was to give him more reps and make him look more like a mouthpiece for Black Taurus. And I am fine if they want to continue doing something like that to put over Black Taurus and still maintain Decay as a full team that, you know, Crazy Steve can go, but he doesn't always have to be the guy who goes. Let it be the other big guy. 
Yeah, and I didn't think that his commentary was anything like offensive or took away from the match at all. At first, I did think it started off a little creepy, but as the match went on, it became more clear, okay, to me, at first I was like, why is he on commentary? But as the match went on, I was like, oh, Black Taurus is about to win. Okay, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. And as the match went on, I felt that Crazy Steve provided richness to uh, Black Taurus's character. So I'm looking forward to that. And also, Crazy Steve looks really like he's buff. Holy cow. Yeah, he is. He, some of these guys are shockingly larger than you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nuts. Uh, let's go to the back. Zicky Dice is... Uh, <clears throat> He's thirsting, Cresta, as the kids say. He thirsting. They're watching Killer Kelly's debut from last week. And Zicky Dice is like, oh, she can choke me out anytime. And I'm just sitting there being like, oh, we're doing this, are we? I mean, at least somebody's saying Dominic over here suffered in silence. So. <laughs> when so, he said uh, that, that's all I could think of. I was like, I know Joel is going to live for this promo. And all I could do was laugh. Zicky turns around to, to the swing man, as he does, and says, I want to get her in the dungeon. And Swinger's like, well, call her on her cellular telephone, daddy. And I'm like, I love every minute of this. This is perfect. It's so stupid. It's good. <laughs> Sasha Steeles confronts all the guys, not just Zicky does, literally the whole slew of men who are watching uh -huh. and thirsting over Killer Kelly for some reason. She reminds Zicky Dice in the group that she's a former two-time knockouts tag champion, a former knockouts champion, and then in walks Killer Kelly behind her. And it's funny because Tasha starts talking and jawjacking to Killer Kelly, being like, your debut was so impressive. And the guys are like, oh, yes, it was. <laughs> and then she turns around, she's like, shut up. <laughs> and then shuts him down. Savannah Evans pops in for Tasha and makes a challenge. So it's Killer Kelly versus Savannah Evans later on in the night. Tasha Steele says she'll be there. I loved it. It set up the match perfectly. There was good comedy. It was just a fun, simple promo. What did you think? I enjoyed it. So I watched this impact again with my friends. Like you said, any way to get you into professional wrestling, I'm doing it. <laughs> when she called Killer Kelly Jigsaw, I died. I ran away from my computer and I came back and I laughed again. Overall, I will say... It was Zicky Dice, I get B, it's so bad, it's good. But I didn't really like Tasha Steele's promo. And I feel like a hater saying that because I like Tasha Steele's, but in that moment, I was like, mm. And then when Savannah Evans pulled up on Killer Kelly, I'm like, I kind of don't want Savannah Evans to lose to Killer Kelly. <laughs> like, when, we, when we talk about the match, I'm going to mm -hmm. mention a spot that I'm sure people are already thinking about that happened mm -hmm. in that Savannah Evans, Kelly Kelly, Kelly match. Killer Kelly, not Kelly Kelly. Again, two <laughs> very different wrestlers. And I have to stop saying Kelly Kelly when I mean Killer Kelly. Killer Kelly's going to get you. <laughs> Kelly Kelly might get me. Who knows? <laughs> that match we'll talk about a little later. Uh, we go back again. Josh Alexander and Rich Swan are in the back. Josh is like, he's going to face anyone who wins this six match. He wants a six person match, wants to face them all. Uh, but he kind of wants Rich Swan to win because. He's putting over the fact that Swan was a champion and uh -huh. says, you know, Josh is still going to be champion, all this stuff. And then walks Vincent from Honor No More. Uh, Vincent puts over Josh's match in emergence, says Impact won't let Josh rest. He's going to be like a, a racehorse that they run him into the ground, uh -huh. all this stuff. And then Vincent mentions like tag title shot that Honor No More got at emergence and that Eddie Edwards could be number one contender tonight. And then for some reason, Vincent's like, Josh, you're going to need a friend 
because impact is going to screw you over somehow. And then he walks away. What is this? Snake oil. That's what this is. And I don't like it. <laughs> Tell me, why do you, what, what is it? What do you think it is? Why do you think it is? So I'm going on the facts. We're on the darkest timeline. Let's say Honor No More wins the tag titles, which I think is going to happen. Let's say Eddie Edwards, well, you know Eddie Edwards wins the title shot later on in the evening. Let's say it does come down to that and Honor No More is going to try to screw him over. Vincent sees the writing on the walls because no matter what happens, it's always PCO's fault. And eventually PCO's going to get sick and tired of it because that happened again tonight. And if Vincent controls PCO, PCO's going to snap. And when PCO snaps, you're going to have to have someone to have your back, right? Either way, I still feel like that being said, Eddie Edwards is going to somehow pin Josh Alexander, and that's going to make me so upset, Spaghetti. <laughs> We're going to get there a little bit later. When we get to the Edwards match, I have my other feelings, but we'll get there. Um, yeah, I just, I, again, more on or no more is not what I wanted. And then we get them away right away because Kenny King has a match against Heath. And I've decided that whenever Heath has a match, I now have to wear the Heath sunglasses. Although these are polarized, so it's going to make my viewing angles really messed up. Because like I can't look straight at the screen. It just messes my shit up. It's really bad. <sighs> okay. I'm going to wear the sunglasses though, right? Is that okay? Hey, live your best life. I want right. you to be too cool for school. This is awful. Holy crap. <laughs> Don't wear polarized glasses if you're going to do this. This is not good. Whew. All right. Well, there you go. I think that's uh, that's enough of that. Uh, again, Kenny King and Heath, it's a match. It happened. Uh -huh. There's nothing much that really goes on. Heath gets the win, gets the wake-up call and the win. Uh -huh. And then on and more come out. They surround the ring. Heath bites them off. Uh, the numbers are too much. And eventually, they do that. Th this, this is worse than the Vincent thing. This is so... Eddie Edwards stops Mike Bennett from taking a shot at Heath. Heath was being held up and right. They were just going to pound him. I thought everyone was going to get their shot on Heath because everyone wanted uh -huh. to get back. And instead Edwards is like, no, Mike, it's going to be PCO. You're going to do it. Like Eddie Edwards continues to have a hate on for PCO, even though PCO already proved his loyalty. Exactly. And they said as much. So why does this hate on continue? And then what happens next? They jaw jack for so long and too long. And then Heath hits the wake up call on Bennett and then that's it. And he escapes through the crowd. And then PCO were doing whatever the hell they were doing. And that's the segment. Whoop. It's not good at all. Bro, when PCO started hulking up, I was like, what is happening here? What is what is transpiring? Why don't you just beat up Heath? You literally had him surrounded. Why not just take him out? Why are you waiting? Why? I, I don't understand it. And I feel like what's going to happen is that if anything should happen, Eddie Edwards always wants to blame PCO. And I'm not saying they should turn on Eddie Edwards. I'm saying I don't want honor no more here. So anytime I have a chance to sow the seeds of dissension, I'm there. Call me Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Appleseed? <laughs> I'm sowing the seeds of dissension. <laughs> we'll go backstage right away instead. Eddie's upset and he's like, this is a time for celebration. We got mm -hmm. our tag title shot and I have the six-person tag and our six-person elimination match and I could be the number one contender. And he's like, how does this happen? How does this happen? And he's looking at PCO the whole time. And I'm just like, just blame him. Holy shit. Like, just yeah. Blame him. And then Taven's like, yes, how does this happen? And then Taven says, this is great. Honor no more is the best thing going in impact. Yo, 
So I have made a TikTok saying my disdain for Honor No More. And other people feel the way Matt Taven does, that Honor No More is the best thing going on on Impact Wrestling. And I'm like, how sway? <laughs> like, yeah. I want, if they get all the gold, I want you to be great. But I have to let you know I'm watching it like this the whole time. <laughs> Vexed later on, and we'll talk about it, but Vex came out later on in the mm-hmm. night. We're just like, everybody loves us in Impact. And I'm like, no, they don't. But at the same time, they're so in, like, they're so full of themselves heels yeah. that, like, I really believe that they think that, even though nobody really likes them. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I've got Honor No More being like, we're the best thing going. And like, they actually believe it for some reason. Delusion. <laughs> I guess because they're all so delusional and that's what we're supposed to mm-hmm. take away from it. I'm just sitting there like, please, please pull the plug on this. I don't, this isn't like selling me anymore. It just, it was a weird thing. Either way, uh, they mentioned the most newsworthy thing out of this was that Doc Gallows is apparently injured. Mm-hmm. We find out later that Scott, they find Scott Demore, and Scott Demore is like, nah, he's out for a few weeks. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a weird thing to mention. Uh, I guess he just couldn't make the tapings, quite frankly. Okay. So uh, Taven comes out, he's like, he tries to be nice to Scott, and then uh, Maria's just like, hey, Scott, we can't wait for this tag title match. I'm like, why not? Are you getting fired next week? Are you going back to, <laughs> to Ring of Honor? Like, what are we doing? What are you? Why does that have to happen now? Why are you trying to push push this through? Mm-hmm. And so she's like, hey, Scott Demore, make this tag title match a handicap match. It'll be Taven and Bennett versus Carl Anderson. And then Scott's like, no, let me turn the tables. And then he makes Carl Anderson versus Mike Bennett with the stipulation that if Carl Anderson wins, Maria's banned from ringside when they do the tag title match. Now, (laughs) they are overbooking the shit out of Honor No More, and it just will not stop because they just did it again. I don't mind that they made stakes for this particular tag title match mm-hmm. but it feels like every time honor no more has some sort of interaction it turns into either a five on five or a everybody's banned from ringside or a match that has a stipulation that bans people from ringside i love it how do you feel cresta there's a lot in that whole segment from eddie edwards and pco all the way down to ogk and maria and scott Demore. you already know how i feel about uh honor no more so i'm gonna try to be nice i will say yes they excel in multi-man matches so you like they're going to cheat so it's either you have to ban them from ringside and even if you ban maria canellis matt taven gonna come out and if matt taven don't come out pco gonna come out and if pco don't come out this person so it's either you put them all in the match because you're gonna cheat anyway or you have to do something at this point it's like you said it's the same song and dance I want better. I want more for you. But for me, this ain't it, Chief. I I, I don't no. know. I, I agree. I'm just, I'm waiting for something that makes me care about Honor No More, and they're not there yet. I mean, I, Maria Canellis' makeup look nice. Oh, yeah. No, listen, Maria always looks great. She's always on point. Got to give it to her. I got to find something nice to say. My mama raised me better than that. <laughs> <laughs> you could do the compliment sandwich? Yes. <laughs> I, I just thought of something when someone said, oh, you know what? You look like crap. Your hair looks like crap. Your shirt is nice. Your shoes look like crap. Because that's how I felt in that moment. Like, but Maria, you look very stunning today. You had really nice shoes. Oh, God. Everybody sucks but you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me tell you what doesn't suck, and that's leaving a thumbs up here on this video. Let's move on. Motor City Machine Guns are with Kushida. Saban points out that literally all of them lost at Emergence. <laughs> But then he points out the fact that in the tag match, Valid by Design were three, 
Saban and Kushida mm-hmm. for two. So the numbers advantage caught up to them. And then they're going to do Violent by Design versus Shelly Saban and Kushida next week on Impact, which I'm looking forward to it. Alex Shelley hypes up Kushida as the hottest free agent in wrestling, says that Saban's the most underrated wrestler in the history of the industry. He says that there's three bodies, one brain, I mean one mind, and he calls the group Time Machine. Time Splitters, Motor City Machine Guns, Time Machine. I love it. I love it. It makes sense. All the DeLorean talks. Pew, 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 pew. I love it. I love it. I love it. I also love the line where he said, did you come back to Impact Wrestling to be beefing with Violent by Design every week? Who wants to do that? Who wants to do that? So I, I like how he's like, I want this to be one, done, and let's move on. Because sometimes I feel like with Violent by Design and sometimes especially Honor No More, you get sucked into a vortex with them where you have to beef with them every week because they're going to attack you. And sometimes it can overstay its welcome. So I say, all three, let's get it out and get it over with. I don't know how that's going to work because Joe Doring is a gorge man. So, I mean, either way, I'm going to be thoroughly sports entertained. And maybe we'll see a good come to form Eric Young because Eric Young versus Kashida, I'm like, Yes, I kind of, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) So Eric Young was the, he was one of the guys in the tag match. It was Mm -hmm. Eric Young and, and, uh, sorry, and Cody Diener taking on Kushida and Saban at Emergence. Mm -hmm. So so we've seen Kushida and Eric Young. I want to see that one-on-one, just like you said. Mm -hmm. On top of that, I have a feeling Joe Doring, they're going to spend a good amount of time having the three guys from Time Machine try to take out Joe Doring. And Mm -hmm. then eventually it'll lead to Diener and uh, and Eric Young, again, having their fight uh, in the match. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be next week on the show. I also like this promo. It just it sets up a name for the group, and it also kind of puts everybody over despite everyone in Time Machine having lost at Emergence. Can we also talk about um, when Chris Saban was saying that Alex Shelley's face in the back was like, "Why? wow, okay, but I didn't want to hear that right now. <laughs> You know what they should have done? They should have called it the, the, the team time machine. I mean, they should have called it jacket time machine. I see that someone put that time machine as well oh, as jacket time. <laughs> should have called it jacket time machine. And Kushida would have looked at Shelly and been like, are you serious, bro? That's funny. And I would have been like, he's definitely serious. <laughs> Killer Kelly takes on Savannah Evans. Savannah Evans got Tasha's deals with her. Uh, quick little match. Nothing big here other than Killer Kelly. Uh, just annihilating evans evans is the bigger woman in the match uh kelly's doing a little bit of pulling hair uh tries for the implant buster but couldn't do it because evans is bigger than her evans gets a big boot out of the retaliation which is cool at one point savannah evans drops kelly killer kelly high on her shoulders almost on her head holy mm-hmm. crap looked gnarly uh going for a german suplex Kelly locks in the killer clutch, and that's that. Evans looks like she's crying when she taps out, and I don't hate it because Killer Kelly is like this weird human being. And then Killer Kelly and Tasha Steeles stare each other down. What you got for me, Crest the Star? So this match went a lot longer than I thought it was. And like I had said in the beginning, I did not want Savannah Evans to lose because I am i don't know, maybe just me. I'm not connecting with Killer Kelly's character. I get you're the creepy girl who likes the pain, the BDSM. I get it. I'm, I'm here for it. I, I get it. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I don't know. When Savannah- this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Evans hit it with that power, that Jeremy, you right. It was gnarly, but it was like, Maybe Savannah Evans could win this. And then when she did that tackle into the ring post, I was like, nope, you're not winning this at all. I'm sorry, girl. At some point, maybe Savannah Evans needs something, but I don't know. It was a match. It was a match for me, for me at least. Cresta, I'm not trying to start shit. I'm going to say something. Did you watch any of the GCW show or did you see any of the discourse from the Effie versus Mox title match? Yes, I saw the infamous kiss and I was here for it. You saw the kiss and did you see the choke spot that Effie does where he gets Effie gets choked and he pretends like he's liking it? Yes, I did see that as well. Did you see that they did the exact same spot tonight when Evans had the goozle and Killer Kelly grabbed the other hand and also put it around her neck and they did the double goozle and Kelly was liking it? Now Ain't nobody going to talk that, about it, Cresta. No one's going to Now that you've said it. that, I cannot unsee it. You are absolutely correct. It makes sense. Effie's a trendsetter. He's been saying, Effie said, I am the one. You've been stealing from me, and I'm tired. Now, he didn't say that part. <laughs> all I'm saying is, Cresta, no one's going to talk about it. That's all I'm going to say. Let's move on. Maybe we should. Not us, yep. but maybe someone should. <laughs> Jessica's having her first match, her debut match next week. And <laughs> Ty says that Jessica's a baby again. And Rosemary's like, we're going to reform Jessica and it's going to be sick. Uh, and she doesn't say that, but we, we, we know it's going to be sick. Jess is like, I'm ready. And then Rosemary disagrees. And Jessica's like, well, too bad because I got Scott Demore to give me my debut match next week. Ty is excited. They're jumping around. Rosemary's not excited, of course. Uh, at one point, Rosemary turns to Ty and says, don't say the M word. And I had to think, is it match? And then Cresta, I realized what it is. Well, because I couldn't figure it out. It's mimosas. Remember the bottomless mimosa thing from the the bachelorette party? Amazing. See, like, my thing is, like, I feel like Jessica's going to be fine. If I'm keeping it a buck with you, I think she's going to be fine. I I think think Jessica's going to be sick. She's going to be sick. But I think Rosemary's going to get... Rosemary, I wrote literally in my nose, Rosemary has McFucking had it. <laughs> That's right. I feel like Rosemary's going to snap. I, I hope it doesn't come to pass, but if Rosemary snaps on Jessica and Ty, it's like, yo, what's going on, bro? I would understand. Because Rosemary in that promo was like, yo, I, I like a child, I want to choke you, but you're a child and you don't know no better, but I want to choke you. <laughs> So Rosemary is going to try and retrain Jessica. And meanwhile, Taya is going to go shopping to buy a new battle coat for Jessica, which I think is hilarious. It's just 
it's just silly. Listen, I love what they're doing with this now because they, I said this week after week, they swerved us all. We uh-huh. expected one thing and got something completely different. And the Jessica gimmick is just, it's silly, it's stupid, and it's so much fun. Watching Rosemary have to react to this and her and Taya, Jessica and Taya, their like, on-screen chemistry is off the mm-hmm. charts. I love it. It's so silly. And I'm sure Jessica's match because we know she can wrestle, is yeah. going to be really good. She's just going to have to wrestle as a different character now, which is actually kind of exciting because when you get a different character, you have to wrestle a little bit differently. You have yep. to adapt to that character. Yep. So I don't know what to expect from Jessica, but it's going to be different from Havoc, and I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see that too. I'm still fantasy booking Jessica and Susie, and <laughs> I, I, I'm fantasy booking that because I know eventually when they turn to Havoc and Sue Young, one killed the other. So I'm fan in my mind, I have fantasy book that I want it to happen. Scott, the more book it, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Grace is with Gia Miller, speaking of champions to be mm-hmm. put up. Uh, Masha Slamovich came out at Emergence, by the way. I don't know if you know this. She presented the big red X to Jordan Grace. So they're going to get to Slamovich and Jordan Grace, presumably at Bound for Glory. I don't know how I feel about that, but if we're going to do it, at least they're putting over Masha Slamovich as top contender, top, you know, competition. Jordan Grace is saying that in their promo. She puts over Mia Yim despite uh-huh. having beat her Mia Yim. And then in walks Vexed. And we talked about Vexed being like, everybody loves us and everybody hates you, Jordan Grace and, and, uh, and Mia Yim. Mia Yim steps up and she's like, hey, how about uh, you give us a tag title shot? And so they're going to do Vex versus Jordan Grace and Mia Yim next week for the Knockouts tag titles. How do you feel? What do you think? Are we in the right spot for these two? For these four, I should say. Um, I don't hate it. I I absolutely, and I love Jordan Grace, but I think she's dropping that title at Bound for Glory. I think they even foreshadowed it with Mia Yim saying, your title reign was really short, so what's what's going on? What's, what's good? Like, it doesn't matter. So I think that having something like this in the back pocket for Grace, because Grace always should have gold, or at least competitive matches with um, Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green, I think it's a good spot for them. Do Vex drop it on their first defense? So they've made a lot of references and inferences to Jordan Grace having the shortest mm. knockouts tag title reign. I don't think they're going to drop it. And also, you know, subscribe to Fightful Select because you'll hear a little bit about Deanna Perrazzo and her uh, impending free agency and her contract negotiations with Impact. Mm. Again, subscribe to Fightful Select to get all the details along with all the other stuff. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the point is, um, there is there's enough on both sides of the coin that there is a case for either team winning. That uh-huh. being said, Vex just won. They're still a hot commodity. And I think there's, I think Chelsea Green is sticking around. And I think that someone else will be coming in very shortly to help Chelsea um, yeah. round out her package, if you will. Because I kind of feel like they've also been referencing that Deanna Paras is about to get married. So I'm assuming she's going to want to take time off for her honeymoon. So I'm like, maybe they do drop it. It is too soon, but... I've been swerved by Impact Wrestling before, so I'm willing to be wrong here. She's also marrying her coworker on Impact, so that also takes away from it. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Macklin's taking time off at the same time as Deanna Perazzo. <laughs> Although write him off. Macklin Moose beats Macklin so bad that Macklin gets time off. I mean, they did have beef at the end of that match. Come on, tinfoil hat. You gotta, you gotta work yourself into a shoot, brother. <laughs> I'm, not gonna have to, I'm gonna have to ask Deanna Peraza when her wedding is. I'm sure Sean probably already knows. Yeah. <laughs> They're all besties. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move forward. X Division Championship match. Chris Bay, Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, this 
typically I would be like the X division title matches, my match mm-hmm. of the night. This wasn't it for me. This wasn't my match of the night. I enjoyed the match. Cresta. I didn't love it. It wasn't one of my favorite speedball matches and mm-hmm. it's no fault of either men. There was just something, something didn't work for me. I like commentary pointing out that speedballs had six going into the match, six successful X division championship title mm-hmm. defenses since winning two months ago. Slam anniversary. I like that. Christopher Daniels, they make reference to him having 13 successful championship title defenses in 2005 in the span of six months. So they're really trying to build that speedball might be the best impact X division champion of all time. And I'm all for that. They'll make it seven. Bay loses the match. Of course, Mike Bailey wins. I know you love it when Chris Bay loses. Talk to me about the match. I don't like it when Chris Christopher Beethoven loses. It makes me sad. And I'm tired of him always. Like, he's been on a losing spree at this point. Yep. I understand what you're saying about speedball. I typically agree with you about that being the match of the night. I thought the opener, honestly, was my match of the night. And yeah. <clears throat> when he did that rope spot, at first I'm like, this is cool. But like you said, the long it took so long to set up that it kind of looked clunky. And... Maybe, I mean, I want Mike Bailey to win, but also really didn't want Chris Bay to lose. But they, everyone can't be a winner. I mean, I'm not over Mike Bailey being champion, but at this point, I feel like he's literally beaten everybody. <laughs> so, so, okay, so so we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, just to give people a good idea of what happened, there were there was a spot. So this is, if you watch enough speedball matches in Impact, they are. They get kind of similar. And this isn't me putting down mm-hmm. speedball because then listen, he does a lot of really great stuff. Like he does that second rope uh, to the outside moonsault. That always looks good. Does the kick to the face into the moonsault double knees. That looks good. Uh, Bay does that slingshot DDT, by the way, that's always looking mm-hmm. good. I'm trying to put over both sides here. Um, but then they do a double stomp spot that, that you and I talked about offline. Yeah. It was a little too cute for me because there was a lot of waiting and positioning going on. Speedball's knocked out on the top rope. He's trying to like, get himself positioned so that he's comfortably lying against top rope. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Chris Bay goes for a double stomp on Bailey. Who's laid up across top rope, but like it was trying to keep position and trying to make it safe. And at that point, if you got to wait that long, that it's noticeable, don't do the mat. Don't do the move. That's my opinion or cut it together better because guess what? It's not live. <laughs> so that works for me. Um, they do the around the world kick. They always do it. And then it was just, just a lot of stuff that I've seen a lot out of uh, Bailey. Maybe it was just tonight for me, but it just felt like a very cut and paste match for Mike Bailey. I can see that because like he does have a lot in his arsenal and always seeing the ultimate dragon. And like you said, the other thing I wanted to mention with that was, I think it's like the quadruple kicks and then the Pele kick to the, to the face always looks pretty, but I don't know. I I, I kind of wish that this match was more competitive because I feel like we haven't seen him have like a, a like something like a Trey Miguel versus him. It's when you put yourself at such a high standard. I'm expecting one thing always, especially when you deliver at that high level. Because I think he's great. It's just that also too. Personally, I'm tired of seeing Chris Bay lose. He yeah, win absolutely. I'm, I'm tired of seeing Chris Bay lose. Would have been nice to see Chris Bay have a couple of matches, a string of matches, mm-hmm. even on BTI, where he wins and then eventually gets himself an X Division Championship match. Just saying, oh, Chris Bay is a former X Division champion in 2020 or whenever it was. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not enough for me. I want yeah. to see more of a of a complete reason now as to why Bay deserves it, because otherwise, Cressa, like you're saying, Chris Bay just keeps losing. What's what's yeah. the point? Like, if he's just going to keep losing? Um, again, good match, not great match, but. 
give me Bandito and Speedball. That. Wait, didn't, um, he already fought Laredo Kid, right? He did. And here's the other match that I want, by the way. Mm -hmm. It looks like we're going to get Black Taurus and Speedball. And they haven't done that yet. Black Taurus take it off. And I don't want Speedball to lose, but again, I'm becoming a Black Taurus fan. So, why not? Why not? Black Taurus has been winning a lot. Why not? Why not? That's the thing. Speedball, I don't want him to use option C to get a world championship spot. I don't want that because honestly, mm. I don't I don't want Mike Bailey to be like undeniable champion. I want him I want the exhibition to build him to the heavyweight division or to the to at least getting that Josh Alexander rub even though Josh also went for option C, but that's my point. I don't <clears> want to <throat> see him take the exact same path that Josh Alexander took. I want to see uh Speedball make his way into a world championship match that doesn't come from having the X Division Championship. So in other words, let Speedball lose and let him build that title so that it's huge when somebody inevitably takes the title from him. Who that is, I don't know if it's Black Taurus. I don't think it's Bandito. I think, honestly, if we're just trying to put together banger matches for Speedball, we just name two. But I don't know who the X Division Champion should be after Speedball Mike Bailey. I mean, I feel like Speedball is doing the championship justice just like Josh Alexander is. So no matter who he drops it to, that person is going to be like, wow, you took out Speedball. Holy cow. As long as it's not somebody from Honor no more, I don't going to say it's going to be Kenny King. It's going to be, be Kenny King. King. And they're going to hold all the gold, man. It's going to be PCO somehow. It's gonna be- <laughs> Lies. <laughs> M.A. Sokol with a sober chat reminding us that uh, Killer Kelly and Savannah Evans, they taped that joke spot we talked about the same day as the GCW Effie and Mox choke spot. So there you go. Everyone's choking each other on a Saturday night. Sometimes you just gotta get choked. So choke somebody. <laughs> <laughs> For legal reasons, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's not a joke is Fightful Select. Let's talk about Fightful Select real quick. Five bucks a month gets you all the best wrestling news. We talked about Deanna Perazzo entering contact contract negotiations. There was also a little bit of a of a, of a, of a nugget of information regarding one uh, Charles Montgomery Punk, CM Punk, and his statements, his comments about Hangman Adam Page last night on Dynamite uh, that were, as we found out, not part of the script. And some of the reactions that came out of that, Sean Ross Sapp getting the reporting on that. Ask Grab City happened today if you want to ask those guys, a very popular show here on Fightful.com. If you wanted to ask Grab City any question, they were talking about it. And tomorrow, SRS is doing his Q&A. That's the exclusive right there. That's, that's, that's the Joel Pearl Select exclusive. Friday will be the SRS Q&A. So get on that. It's five bucks a month. FIFA Select. You can get your news from like, you can get the aggregation of the FIFA Select stuff. But I saw people today writing some wild shit about the CM Punk news and getting it all wrong. If you want to get it right, if you want to get it, the, the right words and the right meaning, subscribe to FIFA Select right now. Right meow. Right now. Right meow. <laughs> Next week on Impact, they're going to do the Knockouts Tag Title Match, Vex versus Mia Yim and Jordan Grace. Jessica's going to have her sick debut. And then they got VBD versus Time Machine. That's team of Saving Sheldon Kashida. I'm excited for that. It's going to be good. Uh, folks, leave your thumbs up. We're getting into the main event. Cresta, I got to tell you, I was dreading this main event match because I don't like talking about long-winded 
main events that go for an hour. I thought this was going to be the entire second hour of Impact. And they didn't do it. They showed some restraint. This was a 30, 35-minute match, at least for me and my feed. I was watching on, on YouTube. Um, Same. But this was this was great. Uh, the match itself was great. The outcome we'll talk about in a minute. Edward Edwards takes on Steve Macklin, who takes on Moose, takes on Sammy Callahan, takes on Bandito and Rich Swan. And this is a six-man elimination match. The winner gets the Impact World Championship match against Josh Alexander at Bound for Glory. That's a mouthful. Apparently, this was a tag match, by the way. I did not expect that. It's not six men for themselves. It was tag in, tag out rules. Um, I thought it was like independent. Like there's only two people allowed in the ring at a time and you can tag anyone. Yeah, yeah. It was a tag because it was tag match, tag in, tag out. Uh, Two at a time. My main, my brain too small to understand, but I get what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're good. Um, So they get into it really quickly. So, okay. Looking at the field of who's in this match, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Macklin, Moose, and Sammy are in a thing. Bandito's the, the guest star of Impact for this taping and for Emergence. Rich Swan has kind of been flirting with the world title scene. Mm-hmm. And then Edward Edwards is Edward Edwards. He's been doing his gimmick with Josh for the last few weeks. So while the outcome wasn't really in question, they did forward a few stories here. So they do the whole like Moose, Macklin, and Sammy eliminating each other. Moose eliminates Sammy. And then uh, Sammy, sorry, what was it? Yeah. Moose Moose eliminates Sammy. Sammy, Macklin Macklin eliminates Moose. Moose, And then Sammy beats up Macklin to roll him in so that Bandito eliminates Macklin. Mm -hmm. So those three guys are out in pretty quick succession. And then they do uh, Bandito and Rich Swan have a bunch of stuff. Eddie Edwards kind of blind tags in. There's some really funny stuff from Edwards, by the way. I got to put him over here. He blind tags in Swan and goes after Bandito. That's cool. And then he slaps Rich Swan while he's on the outside and that's a tag. <laughs> I got to say him hiding most of that match too. Yes. Yeah. I don't like it, but that's big brain. <laughs> yeah. Bandito looks great. He was always going to look good. Look, Bandito is Bandito. Someone's got to mm. swoop him up real quick and hire him. Yeah. Rich Swan is great. He's a renewed Rich Swan. He's a guy yes. who's finally hitting his stride again in impact and becoming a main event player. I'm a big fan of that. He hits the Phoenix Splash. As he's going for the pin, Edwards had blind tagged himself back into the match right before he just tagged him on the boot. And then Swan mm-hmm. goes to the Phoenix Splash. Edwards comes in, knocks out Swan, hits Bandito with the Boston Knee Party. Bandito's eliminated. We're down to Rich Swan and Edward Edwards. And Edwards is just all over Swan. He's gassed Swan throughout the match, has a little bit of a comeback. They do the kendo stick spot where Edwards cracks Swan over the head while he's with the ref. Uh, it's 2.9, so that was good. I'm glad they didn't do a weird, messed-up finish. And then a Tiger Driver reversal is good stuff from Swan to eventually a lethal injection that Swan tries for gets reversed into a blue thunder bomb, and then the Boston Knee Party. That's a 2.9. Shocked me. Edwards puts over strong with the Die Hard Driver gets the win. Holy hell of a mouthful, but Edwards made Swan look good in defeats. And the match itself was a lot better. This is my match of the night because it played out a lot better than I thought it was going to. Talk to me about it. What'd you like? What'd you not like? So I have this match broken down into two parts. When all of these people were in here, like I said, I go into impact with a grain of salt because you've swerved me before. So I'm here for the ride. In my hardest of hearts, it's like Edward Edwards is going to win this. But there's a lot of heavy hitters in there. And I really enjoyed the first half of the match. Bandito and Switch Swan matching each other pound for pound. Moose blind tagging himself in. Fantastic. However, 
once I saw Moose get rolled up by Macklin and then Macklin get taken out by Bandito, I was like, Eddie Edwards is going to win this and kind of tuned out. Not because the match wasn't good. So let me give you your flowers. The match was good. I said, Eddie Edwards playing smart. Like, why am I going to fight you? And I think um, Ray Walt put that over on commentary too. Why would I fight you in the beginning when this is a game of longevity? Let yes. you idiots fight. I'm not going to do that. He played smart. And yes, Swan, even after taking that beating from Laredo Kid, still had gas in the tank to still take all of those moves from Eddie Edwards. But I got to tell you, I do not want honor no more holding all the gold. And I'm going to get on my soapbox and say, I'm kind of over the storyline of everyone holding one faction, holding all the gold, like undisputed ever did it. And it was cute. I'm kind of over it now. And I honor no more. Really, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> so Edward Edwards is going to take on Josh Alexander at bound for glory on October 7th for the impact world championship. First of all, Oh my God, the promos are going to be God awful. It's fine. Vincent's it's fine. It's fine. Eddie. That's what's gonna happen. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm sure Eddie's gonna say some stuff, and I'm sure that Josh is gonna come back and just be like, "I am heart and soul." Basically, okay. If if they do a thing, and this is what I expect actually, mm. Eddie Edwards for the longest time until Honor No More was called the heart and soul of Impact Wrestling, yes. and currently Josh Alexander is very much the heart and soul of Impact Wrestling. Like the basically they would call him like the last of the Impact stands because. Absolutely, Josh is the Impact Stand world champion, and I love mm -hmm. it. Um, what I don't want to see are rambling, nonsensical promos from mm -hmm. Eddie Edwards about PCO to get to Josh Alexander. There's no reason. Like, the PCO stuff needs to finish. It needs oh, to end. Oh, you know he's going to send PCO after Josh Alexander to soften him up. You already know that's going to happen. I think eventually PCO is going to like turn, not turn, but just kind of snap question Edwards and snap mm -hmm. and be like, why me? I did all my job. It's just going to be strange, but I don't think Eddie Edwards is going to win the impact world championship. I think Josh has it through the end of the year. Mm -hmm. I made an allusion to it earlier and I'm going to drop it here and chat. You can agree with me or not, but I feel like the person who's going to take that world championship off of Josh Alexander. Are you ready? It's Matt Cardona. That is a bold assumption, but I would love to hear it because you always come up with sound reasoning. So I would love to hear your reasoning on that, but that's bold. <laughs> so first of all, Ric Flair's last match, we saw what we saw with the with that run-in and the Jacob Fatu mm -hmm. versus Josh Alexander match that ended in a DQ because Alexander and Myers, sorry, um, Cardona and Myers ran in and they stopped the match. That's one thing. Now here's the other thing. Matt Cardona is going to come, come back and say, you can be the impact stand all you want, but I'm the guy who came in and made impact relevant again. I'm the guy who deserves the championship because I am Matt Cardona. I am better than you. I'm uh -huh. bigger than you. I am the star, not you. And that's going to start that whole feud between Cardona and Alexander. Um, and I think it'll be good. I think that Alexander and Cardona would have a really, really good feud. And Matt Cardona as impact world champion might actually bring some eyes to the product. It worked for a short amount of time with the NWA, although then he got injured and yada, yada, yada. The NWA is what it is. But Matt Cardona as Impact World Champion would work. I mean, I, I'm looking at the bigger picture here. It's kind of like, I don't know. I could see it. And I trust Impact Wrestling. If they, let's say they went in that route, I trust that either it's going to be wacky or it's going to be actually competitive. And I think, 
pardon my ignorance, I've never seen Matt Cardona be serious. And I think if he's going to take on Josh Alexander, he's going to have to be serious. He's he going to have to be serious. And if he does, like I said, I trust Impact to tell a good story with it. But I'm just like thinking right now, I'm like, I'd rather give it to Speedball. I'd rather give it to somebody else. And even in the vein of people, oh, you're going to need a friend. I think Jonathan Fatu is more likely to run in if, if Impact has a surprise, if, who knows. But he's more likely to run in to be like, hey, listen, y'all came in and cheated for us. I'm not going to let this go down. I, I still think Eddie Edwards wins it, and I don't like that. But if he doesn't, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm just saying. I'm saying wrestling guys. I'm not mad. <laughs> Cardona wins the Impact Championship. Mm -hmm. You know who beats Cardona a few months later, or at least like a, six months later? Cool. Is Speedball. Okay. Okay. That's how you and you build Speedball up until then. And Matt Cardona is a high-profile name. Love him or hate him, the dude has reinvented himself since leaving WWE. He literally mm -hmm. went and just. Could have taken an AEW deal if it was offered to him. He could have taken anything. Instead, he went, he's ran the indies. He has ran every company that he's been a part of. And people love him because he works hard and because he does the job, both figuratively and literally. Uh -huh. uh, and, and he gets the job done. He gets asses and seats. And I think that's something that could be useful because Cardona didn't really have a full-on Impact World Championship story uh -huh. during his time in Impact. I can see them bringing him in and starting that in a hot 2023. I could see that. Now that you've put it like that, I can absolutely see that. If he'll put butts in seats, why not? And you could run back maybe Josh Alexander, maybe a couple of cheating things, and people could say, "Oh, you're bringing, um, you're bringing the prestige of the championship down." And someone like Speedball by then maybe has dropped the exhibition championship, and it's like, I, I'll do to this championship. What Josh Alexander and those like him and screw you, Matt Cardona, even though Matt Cardona may be what's best for business. I could see it. When you put it like that, I could see it. That's not bad. We'll see. Bound for Glory is coming up in about uh, almost two months. Philly 76 is going to start to wrap us up. It says, I think they have a good amount of time to build this feud. I think OGK wins the tag titles to have on and more gain momentum, but Eddie Edwards loses it Bound for Glory. So, you got Taven and Bennett winning the tag titles because maybe maybe Gallows and Anderson are on their way out. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll resign. You don't know. It's a whole new world out there in wrestling. But OGK winning those tag titles, I can see it. I don't see Eddie Edwards winning the world championship. But I could see Kenny King legitimately being X-Division champion at one point. I will say this. If Eddie Edwards loses a Bound for Glory, mm -hmm. I think Vincent... And especially PCO have a case for Eddie Edwards. Maybe to quote Kenny King, it's you. Maybe it's you, Eddie. Maybe it's you, Edward Edwards. Maybe it's you. So maybe not a dissension, but at least a break off. Maybe to give honor no more some vigor or something like that. And maybe like a heat situation where now he is crumbling from the inside. But I don't know. But if Eddie loses at um on Bound for Glory, absolutely. I think there's a case to be made of it's you. You're, it's you, so he better not. <laughs> and maybe it's you who should go ahead and leave a thumbs up on this video. Crystal, let's get out of here. Where can the people find you on the internet? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you can type Cresta Star, C-R-E-S-T-A-S-T-A-R-R -R, on your keyboard into your Google search engine, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Twitch.tv. I will say my... My Twitter is different. You see Cresta the Star. That's where you can find me on Twitter. I talk about wrestling and video games for you. Joel, where can they find you? 
Oh, I'm not hard to find. I am actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Tons of stuff coming on the pipeline here at Fightful. Tomorrow's Friday, so you got your post uh, SmackDown and Rampage show. Saturday, you got Grapsity. Sunday, ah, there's no pay-per-views in, in, in August. So happy, happy enjoying your free time. But of course, there's a ton of stuff coming up in September. Doesn't matter. That doesn't matter right now. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, enjoy the rest of your week and the rest of your week and coming up. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye.